0: Take a little walk to the edge of the town and go across the
1: track Where the viaduct looms like a bird of
0: doom As he shifts and
1: cracks
0: Where secrets lie in the boulder everybody to the stab cast i'm dan
1: and i'm lindy
0: and we're talk. we're here to talk about this brand new eli roth film uh just in time for one of our favorite holidays as a family thanksgiving and it is called thanksgiving mm-hmm. and uh oh my god is this a movie it's a pretty it's an interesting movie i'm excited to talk about it this is basically we did a tiktok too so go over to the Stabcast tiktok and check that out but uh this is basically our first thoughts on the deal 'Cause yeah. we just we just got back. The movie ended at about four thirty. And five. normally
1: you guys know us. Normally we give it about twenty four to forty eight hours. Yeah. But we couldn't at this point. Like, no, it's
0: pretty fresh. It was
1: really it was good. It was really good. And honestly, Eli Roth, Mr. Roth, I gotta hand it to you, man. For you to come out with a piece that's so chortally beautiful mm-hmm. and nobody got eaten. Come on, I just gotta go home and give you Thank you so much for proving to everybody that you can do cannibalist shit, but then you can come out of the woodwork and do a flash or two. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Highly impressed with you.
0: It's in it's a very impressive feat. And this movie is super interesting because probably, uh, yeah, especially now that the year's almost over, probably my most excited for not only horror but movie of the year. Uh, as far as everything I was hyped for this year, you know, like flashes is up there and stuff. But this, I, ever since I saw the trailer for this and I, you know, started looking into it, I got inherently excited. And I thought this could be something different, something really good and something new. It did not check all those boxes. Mm-mm. But it is a pretty fun November flick. And what he's trying to do, Eli Roth, and I've heard him say it, Bridge that gap between October and December and give us a really good Thanksgiving, November slasher. I think he did that well.
1: While well, uh, also maintaining the meta comedy part yeah. of it. Which I don't think he totally got. I think he tried. Yes. Like he didn't totally get there. Which, which it's exactly. okay. It's your first one. But it's your first one. You got, you got to ride a couple bikes.
0: Here's the thing. I think it did everything pretty well, though. And I think the plot was good. The John Carver shit, the mask, everything about that it could it could like go down in history. Like cast was a nice young good cast. You had sleepers like Addison Ray. Good job, sweetie. For a TikToker, for someone who, who the other flick that she's done is the reboot of she's all that called he's all that. And trust That's me, horrible. it was shit on. It was terrible. She is not considered an actor, and I don't think anyone thought she could put on a performance But I'm at telling
1: all. you right now, guys, she can act better than Madison Ziegler from Dance Mop. And that's a yeah. big feat, because Madison Ziegler does a lot, a yeah. lot of acting things, even though she's not that good if you ask
0: me. Yeah, I think it's not like she had to put together, like, Citizen Kane or anything. Yeah. But for what she was asked to do and for what the role of Gabby was... I thought Addison Rae did a great job, and I thought, you know, she I, I can see her in one of these again. I thought she was as good as, like, a friend in the slasher. She felt real. She didn't just feel like the TikTok chick in it. She Definitely. talked about posting things a couple times, but it didn't feel like they were really trying to utilize her for that. Uh, she felt like a regular girl. Yeah. And, and she she did, like, almost better than some actresses in these other movies that I've seen. And also, Daniel, I don't know if you agree with me, but I was quite impressed
1: by the way that they had her look. Yeah. I thought because of how famous she is. Because she's fucking and famous. And because of how good looking she is and because of the dance videos and everything. I thought that they were going to go with the blonde dimwit with her. That's what I thought her stereotype was going to be. Yeah. The dimwit.
0: Yeah.
1: But she proved me wrong. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm not a dimwit. I'm an actual person. Like, you did a great job. I'm very, very proud of you. I really hope that you get other acting gigs from this, and I really hope that you
0: stick with horror, because I think horror has a really big future for you, dear. I agree, and I thought she was as good as the friend, the girl next door friend, but not the dumb friend. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're not a final girl, babe. You're on your way there, but you're not a final girl.
0: And her boyfriend was a dick. She was one of those friends with the dicky boyfriend, but Evan, who got fucked up. Oh,
1: my God. I'm so proud of you, too, though, with Evan, man. Because most of those girls would be, like, flailing their arms in front of their faces. And I'm like, you fucked it, I can't... Not
0: you. You were like, fuck this. Done. Well, she was tied up, but yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, when Evan got smashed, that was nuts.
1: Oh, yeah, the other one ran away
0: with yeah. Bobby. Yeah. All
1: right, never mind. Sorry, guys.
0: But I thought... Yeah, Gabby was a good character. It's not like she, like... I, I I can't say she knocked it out of the park because the role wasn't written to be knocked out of the park no. like that. It's not like Gabby's a really major it's character like to the movie. Not she's gonna
1: get a huge like uh, no. like
0: um uh, what is it like assistant actress or back up actress or whatnot. But for for being someone that's clearly in this because of her star power maybe mm-hmm. and like someone that's got over fi- – like we're talking about plugging the TikTok. She's got over 500 million plus. I think maybe even yeah. in the billions at this point. She yeah. might be one of the biggest dancing creators on TikTok, yeah. and that's one of the biggest things. Because so, that's where he basically went to for a lot of these people.
1: Yeah, I mean a Tim Dillon, really were successful comedians. TikTokers and comedians and YouTubers and chefs. Like, he didn't go out and, like, try and make a blockbuster and get, yeah. like, a blockbusting cast. And honestly, I think, I don't know if Daniel agrees with me, but I think, guys, that that was the best way for him to go. It was. And I think if he would have had a more high-profile cast, it wouldn't have
0: worked for me. Especially because you used the budget on, like, those two. Addison Tim Dillon, who, And then you got Patrick Dempsey, sorry. And and Patrick, we, were, we were sleeping on Dempsey. And Dr. McDreamy, of course, McDreamy. is the sheriff. McDreamy. who uh Well,
1: Officer Kincaid, that's what I call him.
0: I, I, Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, people... it split fan bases, his stardom, between Scream 3 and Grey's Anatomy. the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would rather forget he wasn't in Scream 3.
1: <laughs> but he just married to Sydney.
0: So he does get married to Sydney. I just explained that to somebody the other day. They're like, "No fucking way." Yeah,
1: that's when they're talking time. She said, "Mark, Mark. Yeah,
0: yeah, No, you're right, but uh, it's easy for some people to miss, I guess. But in this movie, okay. the friends did good. Jessica, played by uh, Neil Verloc, she she, she was, was our lead, right? She was our final girl. She was the lead, even what though I mean there was them. a lot of people that lived. You didn't like her? I thought she did a good job.
1: I liked her. Addison, I didn't like her that much. Okay. I didn't love her.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I really think that if the script was changed and tweaked, I really feel like Addison Ray would have been the final girl. And if the thing, if the script was tweaked towards it, since it wasn't Jessica was, and that makes sense. But to me, she was just. She was kind of like a generic 90s slasher final girl. She reminded me a lot of, like, a Jennifer Love Hewitt.
0: Yeah, me too, especially during that parade scenario Uh, that definitely felt like an homage to what she did last summer. But I think it would have been too much. I have to push back a little bit because I think it would have been a little too much for Addison to handle. I think she's
1: saying it would have to be a different
0: environment. Yeah, I think that, I think that, Jessica was played pretty well by her actress. I liked it. Especially she was doing some shit with her eyes. I could see her in other roles. She was good as like the spoiled daughter. That's not too annoying, but she's the main character that you're supposed like she's to root often for the black sheep. Of the spoiled Yeah. Girl. And she's, she's had some flaws like getting them in the store early, which kind of causes this whole mess. Like, she definitely has some flaws, and I thought she was a pretty good character in the, her taste in men with the two boyfriends and causing that beat to look... Yeah, but she
1: look. got her ex-boyfriend's fucking
0: hand, like, trampled on. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And then she's like, oh, you ghosted me, and he's like, I ghosted everybody. Like, I sorry, but I blamed you. Like,
0: of course he blamed you, bitch, because you were a fucking
1: dork.
0: Yeah, poor Bobby. I, I was your family.
1: Yeah. Of course he blamed you. I
0: Especially because he wanted to stay in the car too He said, stay
1: by the car And keep the car protected And
0: she said don't make me go through this alone And now his fucking career is over Yep But I I thought that they I thought that she did her role fine And I thought she played a pretty good final girl I I know you're not a huge fan of Milo Mannheim Oh my god Milo I hate
1: him so much dude I really don't like you. I'm sorry. I know you're from American Health Source, and you're trying to steal Taylor, and you're a douche,
0: and you were a douche in this one too. So
1: douche. Sorry.
0: For being 22 years old. Uh,
1: Fuck, you're
0: 22. Damn, 20... you even look douchey. You were at least but he damn. was supposed to be douchey in this, and as the red herring, like boyfriend who, like you know, he's not the killer, but the movie's really trying to make you think he's the killer. I thought he did a damn good job. You know uh, who
1: he reminded me of, and Daniel, Daniel's gonna jump out right on this. He reminded me of fucking Barry. Yeah. From I know what you did last summer. He reminded me of a Barry. He wasn't as probably yeah, am yeah, so happy.
0: He does. He does a little bit. He reminds me of Barry. He reminds me of somebody I know too. I won't say any names on here. But uh he, he knows he knows me oh, of a couple you're of people right. I know. Yeah. He's a very cocky character, but and the rich kid thing, but he, he does it well and the way he says his life like when him and Bobby get into it and they're talking shit and Bobby puts the coat on her after John Carver like attacks at some point. And I cuz I don't want to give away the whole movie. Go out and see it. But uh when Bobby like puts the coat on her to like uh console her, fucking uh Ryan pulls up, which is Milo's character. Ryan pulls up, confronts his girlfriend, and knocks the jacket off as he hugs her. And then, and he says something about no subtlety whatsoever. And then Bobby confronts him because they found a picture of Ryan with the security guard on Black Friday, so they might think he has something to do with it. He doesn't, but uh, he said that he was just getting Adderall. He's like, he's my Addy Connect, and he's like Adderall, and he's like, yeah, that's what fucking smart kids do or some yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what like smart kids park our Porsches or yeah, something that. Yeah, that's what
1: like. millionaire kids kids do to pass our exams and then people like you tore trucks.
0: Yeah, tore our Porsches, something like that, mm-hmm. park our Porsches. It was so good. He's a good villain. He probably could have died. He's one of those, I don't know what's with this movie, with this new age trend of these I flashes. I know who you're reminding me of. Oh. Trent. He wasn't that douchey. Yeah, but that's who he reminded me of, though. Uh, yeah, a little, and the new boyfriend. I, yeah, I I don't know. I don't think he was douchey. Trent's like like one of one douchebag in movie history. Trent's like you're the just
1: ultimate... you saying act. that because
0: he said you're... Jesus, that's, <laughs> that's one of the best lines. Perfect nipple placement. Perfect nipple placement is one of the best lines in horror history. But, uh... The th- Ryan made it out of this. Gabby made it out of this. Jessica made it out of this. Uh, does Bobby make it out of it? No, Bobby doesn't make it. No, yes,
1: no, no, not yes. the. That's the football Bobby player does.
0: Evan's buddy. He he makes it out of it. Uh, a lot of people make it out of this thing, mm-hmm. which is weird. I mean, you got some really good kill. Evan with the turkey. That's a turkey baser, right? The no, it's like the hammer.
1: Oh, no, that's what you like to call a meat cleaver.
0: Yeah. Well, no, it's
1: not a meat cleaver, sorry. It's like a mallet. It's a mallet. mallet. What it basically is used for is like for smashing mashed potatoes or like smashing out chicken.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: flattening it out and shit like that. So like it's really sharp. Like think like like Thor's hammer, but smaller, but with like a bunch of little spikes on it around the entire
0: thing. So. Yeah, definitely. And uh Evan got fucked up and Evan's the one who took the video so But Evan
1: deserved every last motherfucking thing that happened to that boy.
0: But I was surprised that Eli Roth kind of went the Scream 6 route of uh killing a lot of the side characters, and like Tim Dillon was the security guard, and Tina, who's the waitress at the diner, who's a really bitchy, like, person on the Black Friday and caused, like, the smash and Yeah, because
1: this is all about a waffle iron, too, guys. Like, this yeah. whole stampede, this whole massacre
0: thing is over a waffle iron. Yeah. They killed a lot of the side characters and characters that didn't mean much to the plot, and they, they, like, are we getting a sequel, or are we not? And, and with our ending, we got kind of a flash bullshit ending, which is like, She's having a bad dream, pretty much, but mm-hmm. everything's still okay. So,
1: Well, said we're not sure either if our killer pulled a Halloween kill and made it out of the house. Yeah. Because they teased it that that might be the thing. Yeah. So, if that's what happens, which I think that will happen if they make enough money, um, there will be a sequel. But if they don't, then there's not going to be a sequel. I'll be shocked if they're
0: that. it's made twelve mil so far on fifteen. So oh, not a terrible opening weekend. It's still got a chance to make some money. But uh uh I don't think this is like a, a huge hit and I don't th- and I, I was a hit for the director is what I would say. Yeah.
1: It's a groundbreaking film for Eli Roth.
0: Or and you gotta think Eli Roth after this is doing borderline Borderlands, which is a big budget apocalyptic movie based on the video game like heist franchise borderlands which i know your fiance is very familiar with yeah and that's that's his next project that's already filmed shot and going to be released after like in a year or something and that that's right
1: now though because of this movie more people are going to go out
0: and watch that yeah definitely i think that's going to be a hit and th- this movie is still a, this is a good movie people are seeing it i've I, people have there's people that aren't even horror fans that I've talked to, casuals, that have brought this movie up to me. Mm-hmm. So that's how I know it's being talked about, because it's been brought up to me by people that aren't a huge fan of the space. Yeah. So uh, this movie is a pretty big movie. I I th- I, I really enjoyed the act- actors and the performances and the story and the amount of time that – because I remember uh, Eli putting – I think there was – a trailer for this, like a mock trailer he made years ago that You're he right, put Grindhouse. in the Grindhouse movie in Tarantino. Tarantino said, put something in my movie, and he did that. Uh, cool as fuck. This and
1: is a time He
0: finally got to realize this dream, and putting, like, an Addison Rand in such an interesting choice, and using someone like uh, the young lady he chose for he Jessica. Back. He
1: could have easily went back and gotten, like, Rose got McGowan.
0: Yeah, he it could, posted, yeah, and he could have stayed. But even Patrick Dempsey kind of kills it as the sheriff, and uh, well, literally. But uh, spoiler alert. But uh, he uh, he he does a very good job, like leading this whodunit. And is the killer and the reveal a little predictable for me? I will say yes, because in the beginning, I called it. In the beginning I called it and then towards the end, like before they even made it nose noticeable, before you figured it out, I did look at you and I was like, This is the killer and you're like oh shit. No, it's like, yeah, no, it
1: was it's not him, it's Bobby. Yeah. Like, no it's not. I'm like not like <laughs> <think> <laughs> red herring. You were wrong in it was red herring. <laughs> and then it came up and I was
0: like, red herring. And, and from the beginning and it is Patrick Dempsey, Sheriff Eric Newton. He is John Carver. And he does a very good job. At the end, the reveal, him blowing up in the fire, I thought Eli Roth did a good job of putting a Thanksgiving slasher together. Is it original? Is it inventive? Is it something brand new to the space? No. There's a lot of everything in here. There's all kinds of slasher tropes. You can tell he loves the genre. You can tell he was trying to show homage to it. You can t- there's, It's also a genre that's been around for 30, 40 years, I'm so what the fuck are you going to do? Go ahead. I'm going to real quick.
1: Mr. Ross, I love you with all my heart. I really do. Me too. But, dude, you did not have to go that far with the turkey. Oh, no, like, he did.
0: Did you did. really have to dress it up and
1: shit? and yeah, wear, he did. And, like, put it on the fucking man's plate and shit? like he did. Why did he have to carve it? You didn't even have Listen, to carve it. Yes. It looks like a real turkey.
0: And I hate...
1: It's disgusting.
0: And you know, and we will not bring up that godforsaken movie <laughs> thing, Into the Dark. But, uh... I will, because I hate that fucking shit. And I hate, don't ruin turkey for me by presenting it as people. And he and Eli Roth does that a while, especially because it looks pretty good. It looks like real turkey meat. And it's disgusting. like, what the fuck? And uh, making the bitchiest character, which was the stepmom who's in it for the money. She's, She's Jessica's stepmom. She was like dreading having to cook for the fucking, and, and uh, stuff like that. And... Actually preparing her, salting her, putting pepper on her, putting the garnish, putting the fucking temperature thing in her side, and fucking letting her cook. That was a very, I hate cannibal I hate that shit, that was a good scene. And watching her skin pop, that was a fucking good scene. That was something new for okay. horror. Was that,
1: though, because of the Final Destination 3 with that? Hot maybe
0: thing. but it, it also felt new it felt like something we it felt like this kill was something he had in mind when he first thought of the movie yeah that's what it felt like it's not like oh let's fucking kill him with a turkey baster oh let's do this like let's hacksaw him to half or so this was a kill that felt like like it needed to be in this movie for this thanksgiving movie mm-hmm. and the, taking the bitchiest fucking character the fucking gold digger and fucking cooking that hoe oh well it shouldn't say hoe. it's well, she's cooking, cooking that bad. woman Yeah, she's been cooking all day. Now, the thing with that and the thing that I did not like about Patrick Dempsey's reveal, they did one of the things where he had to explain everything. Yeah. And it's like, shut up. If you have to explain every fucking little minute detail.
1: Yeah. You have lost
0: it. You have because it makes the nuances not a nuance anymore. Like the little thing, like what he says to the mo- like the the bitchy wife. He he says, "Oh, I'm sure you're going to make a great, fantastic, uh, a fantastic Thanksgiving dinner." He doesn't need to say that again later. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't when he's chasing them. He does not need to say, "Oh, I said she'd make a great Thanksgiving." It's like we get it, bro. That he was a good line. line. It was like, good. He
1: said something about there will be no leftovers. Yeah, and we and he said it
0: like seven times and it's like Yeah, and we can connect the dots on our own. You don't need to tell us that. And it was good foreshadowing, it's good scenes, but that was the only thing that if I'm nitpicking because that's what we're here to do, uh, that's one thing where it's like, dude, you don't need to tell us every like we get it. That like the little shit you said was cool. The only thing he had to explain was I was in love with that dude's wife. That was my chick. She got fucked up over this incident, and I'm here to fuck you all up. That's the only explanation, and that made sense. And I did piece that together in the beginning. on Scout, basically. Yes. And I did piece that in the beginning when he knocks on the door to go to Thanksgiving. It's the first shot, and the one guy who seems like he could be the killer for most of the time. Rich, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. His wife... When Patrick Dempsey looks at her, he does get, like, this bright, gleaming look in his eye. And from then, I was like, oh, I think he's in love with her. Like, I remember sitting in the theater, and I said that to my, and myself. Mm-hmm. And then he brought her to the store later. So it's like, oh, they have kind of a relationship. They have, a, like, a friendship. And then when she died, I was like, watch well, him be the fucking killer. So I do think that the foreshadowing might not have been subtle enough. I mean, if I caught, but this one passed you, so maybe it was really good, because you're better at this shit than me, usually. This is, that you're the better only
1: thing at I'm going to say is that I think what freaks me up is that I was used, I'm used to Eli Roth. Yeah. This, if you were to present this movie to me and not tell me that he was behind it, I wouldn't know. Has, I have no fucking, ankle, no clue. The the maps of cannibalism was behind that.
0: Yeah, only a couple uh, things I like have the have ending. No clue. The end credit scene yeah. felt very Eli Roth. Yeah, and but I don't give I a would, fucking damn.
1: I just i I wouldn't
0: have known until the end. Basically. Yeah, I
1: agree. And um, I think that really did work for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think that was a very good play for it. The only thing I even told Daniel this. The only thing that really upset me is because. Is at one point I kind of felt like I was sitting through a hodgepodge of different tropes from different slasher movies, and I get it—you got to take some inspiration, you got to put it somewhere and whatnot. But if I can name—and I've said this before—if I could name five different movies that your movie is copied, yeah. you're losing points. Yeah. Yeah. And are something and you against you, like but that. You're, you're losing points.
0: But it's also, like I was saying earlier, this is a genre that's hard to fucking do new shit in. I'm running out of
1: ideas.
0: This genre is based on, it's usually teens, it's usually whatever, and it's usually a group, and it's usually... There's so many tropes to it, too. It's hard to be inventive and new. You kind of just have to pay homage and make cool kills. And that's what he did. He took, like, the slasher genre, and he put his spin on it, and he put his twist. And I thought that... And that lands it at about a seven point one for me. It's a good movie, and I thought he did a good job. Is it game changing? Is it breaking? Are we going to talk about this at Thanksgiving dinner from years and years and years? Like he said, I don't, I can't say that. We might talk about it this year.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know about the next year and after that. I think you needed to do a little more in here for that. For that, I, I don't know if they did enough. But by letting the script breathe, letting the character survive, and like, you know, get relationships and stuff, like. I, I do think that this is a well-put-together movie with good performances. It's well shot. And the horror is to be had. I jumped a few times. You jumped a few times. I saw you. Uh, it, it was not the scariest thing on planet Earth, but it, it, there was a couple times I was like, holy shit.
1: And I will tell you so, right now. And
0: John Carver could go down as a good like horror villain with the mask and everything, especially when he burned the mask. Yeah,
1: and I'm, I'm giving it a 7.5. But okay. The reason why
0: I'm going a little bit higher is because U.A. Roth,
1: did such a good job at making gore artistic. And I thought that for the fact that he wasn't doing cannibalism and he was doing a trasher, but he still did not hold back from who he was, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. that was really good for like it really, it cheaters. It could have flipped. But he did a really good job of being like, nope, I want to just do a slasher. I don't want anyone to eat anybody. I think that really works for them. Now, the only thing I am going to say is that maybe like 20 minutes before it ended, I was looking at Daniel being like, do you think it's over yet? I do think it went on a tad too long, but that's also yeah. because what I keep on saying, which is the hodgepodge of different 90s movies. Like, yeah, I know I know what you just left them were thrown in there, Scream thrown in there, which he actually threw in there himself, and then Urban Legend and just a few different for me, a few different 90s ones.
0: I uh, will say though even though I said I, I did gauge who the killer was pretty early, the who it factor was welcomed in f- a fun part of the movie. And having the two boyfriends, Ryan was a pretty good, Milo was a good red heron. Uh, Bobby was a good red heron. Uh, the deputy, because that had my mind going a couple of because uh, I was I sure it was the, the sheriff, but I, I was like, well, when maybe he's it's at the, the diner and he yeah. like, puts on the fucking mask and
1: he's like, a lot of people in him wearing this shit tonight. He's like, yeah.
0: The deputy was probably the best red heron. and uh, it all just came together, you know, beautifully. And I thought it was, it's not this classic game changing in my head right now, but I am also going to go back when it comes on streaming. I'll watch it a few more times and I'll sit with it more and we'll talk about it again, of course. But uh, I, but coming into it, like fresh out this movie I've been excited for three months for and we finally just went and saw it. I, I've landed a 7.1. I thought it was a good movie and uh, I, if a sequel, sure, let's do it. Uh, You left enough people alive, why not? Yeah. But uh, I thought it was a good movie with good, surprising performances from people we didn't know would really give them, so. And Tim Dillon is hilarious as always. Jesus Christ, it's Black Friday, it's Thanksgiving, go home! And fucking with his cat, Dewey. (laughs) Dewey, is he in there? And then he gets fucking hit from the side. the bad guy? Yeah.
1: the bad guy? Can you tell me? Can you tell me? Is he around the corner? Okay. And he's giving his cat a pep talk because he's getting ready to leave. He's like, "Daddy, yeah, he's gotta go on vacation. He's gotta go hide out in the Dominican Republic. They'll be back." And he like, oh my god.
0: But uh, yeah, but it, so that was hilarious. But in that, and his his comedic presence and him being funny, did not take away from the movie. He could have been any asshole just casted for one of these, and it, like he did good too. I don't want to like say he, he,
1: he, he did great. The cameraman scream one. Yes, yes. Yeah. And she's like, come on, get the camera, Jesus! He and does. Says, My name's not Jesus. Yeah. Like just like the little tiny things that he did, it made me kind of correlate those two. Very similar.
0: They do feel similar, but I thought it was very well done. I really appreciate it. Uh, and I thought the whole movie was well done. My top kill would have to go. I'm going to have to give it to what was her name? Was it Lizzie? Yeah. I'm going to have to give it to Lizzie, the diner girl, the one that was bitching uh-huh, because she's the one that got hit by the car after it starts with him dunking her in the water and then putting her to the walk-in freezer her oh, my face. God, I've been in the Walking in the Fire before. so old. Yep. Ooh, she loves her face. She rips her face off. She still seems okay a little bit. She runs out to the parking lot. The dude, the John Carver's in her car. He drives to her. She kind of gets, like, halfway into the dumpster like she's going to hide. He hits her legs and cuts that bitch in half, and it's so fucking good, and her guts are hanging out, and then he puts her on that right mark. Uh, sign which Right Mart is what Jessica's dad owns, and that's what caused mm-hmm. all this mess with Black Friday shopping. That kill to me is my top kill. What's yours? Um,
1: so there, the person that started the riots, other than Lizzie, was also this man who was the like, kind of like a gem head kind yeah, of thing, kind of a douchey, and um, he basically was like the reasoning for it, and like his girlfriend too. And his girlfriend gets very unexpectedly, I jumped guys because I didn't know he was coming for her. But one minute, he's like playing Pop Goes the Weasel with her boyfriend, chopping him up. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's hitting a Herky on a freaking trampoline and he's like, nice.
0: Oh. In the vagina. Yep.
1: And it's like, what? How did he get there? How did he move that quick? Like, that's why it gets top kill for me. Because he literally killed two people within like three seconds.
0: It was so good.
1: and It was so good. So unexpected. It got me to jump, which is a very big feat uh, in itself. And honestly, I'm not mad about it.
0: But... Two other characters that you keep alive, I just don't want to skip past them. I want to, the little drug dealer kid and the gun salesman dude, who's like this sleazy, uh, like, guy that graduated but still hangs around kids, that, like, sold them the gun in the end. He actually turned out to be kind of a nice guy. Mm-hmm. and it's like, why did the, why are these guys here, and why did they stay alive? Like, it felt like a lot of these characters were introduced to get killed and then just didn't get killed. Yeah. Is that just me?
1: No, it feels like that's exactly what happened, and it feels like once Eli saw them out acting.
0: He's like, oh, this is like, a good oh, character. Let's what? keep him. Yeah. I don't
1: think I should. I don't think I should kill all of
0: them off. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Because it felt very like I don't want to be that guy that's like you need to kill people in these fucking things. Because like Scream Six was. Uh, but I have to do, but you
1: gotta have a de- you gotta yeah. have a decent kill
0: count. If Especially like T T-Rex, and are going to be a slasher? Yeah, you gotta have a decent kill count. Exactly, and like I was fine with the group that survived, but it's also like you couldn't kill the dead. The dad who owned the store and was kind of the biggest scumbag. Yeah, he should have died. Like, there's a couple things that it's like, I understand not just having the final girl. Like, how we want to beat the new tropes, or let's have two or three people. Okay, but for a group of six or seven, eh, you could have killed more people in. Life. Yeah, we're used, to, we're used to maybe, like, only maybe one. Especially because you had authentic, authentic, nice, like inventive Thanksgiving kills, but there could have been a few more. Yeah. I even thought of in my head a couple that it's like could they could have, have done it.
1: environment a little bit more
0: here. And I hate because this guy's brilliant and I'm not, and I'm not trying to fucking tell him what to do. But, uh, th- no, this, we're
1: really not. We're just no. trying to give you more suggestions yeah. on how it feel a little bit better.
0: Yeah, and it's our it's job. We, we critique, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that would be my critique with it. I thought it was good. I thought Jessica talking about using the musket the whole time and then finally doing the payoff Loading it up with her mom's necklace That she kisses because the balls fall out And then using it to like shoot That was a good ending scene to like Take out Patrick Dempsey mm-hmm. I thought that was a good final girl but finale here, the
1: thing, though, We don't know if he's really taken out or not
0: No yeah Because he kind of teased... did
1: like a Michael Myers Yeah uh, From Halloween me ghost ship kind of thing Yeah And they kind of showed him at like the very end And like they didn't show his face But it was basically in the that it was 10. Yeah. So there very
0: well could be a sequel. It could be, or they could have somebody else be the killer. I I think it would kind of load it up to be a sequel, but all the work that he put in with, uh, especially because I think Plymouth is known in real life for being a very Thanksgiving town. Yeah. And uh, so uh, it's a, and, The way he worked in Black Friday and all the Thanksgiving traditions, I thought he did a very good job making this Thanksgiving movie. Like I said, a 7.1. I enjoyed it.
1: And Uh, also, I am going to say something real quick. I don't even think Daniel remembers this because he was really little when it happened. But when I was 18 years old, I worked at Walmart. And Walmart had a situation happen in one of our stores in Chicago for Black Friday. And the people who were working with this girl, she was a rookie, they thought it would be funny to make her go unlock the doors. Obviously, she got trampled over and she died. Well, when it was presented on the news to my family and everything, all was said is that it was a young lady who was like five foot, which I am, with blonde hair, which I am. So they got all scared. So they got all scared calling Walmart and being like, is she okay? She live?
0: Yeah.
1: And so it didn't even happen in our state. Calm down. But like, honestly, though, after that, that's when it became really bad to see Black Friday. And it became the whole after Thanksgiving sale thing. So for me, that's actually why I think the trampling part was hard for me to watch because I'd seen it before. Yeah. I've been in the middle of it, too. I've, I've seen people trample and run over each other. So, I mean, he did a good job of portraying that. But I will have to say that is a little bit of a fun fact for people out there. Is that it is, I am mean, just sort of, little tiny bit, they kind of I mean, not really, it, because
0: I don't think he even knew. Well, and here's the thing, and it is based on true stories, and the only thing that I don't know if it exactly hits the same right now is after the pandemic and with the rise of online shopping, Black Friday really isn't like this anymore. Mm-mm. Even if you go, like, you can go to King of Prussia this, this week, which is one of the biggest malls in the world, it'll be, like, there'll be a good amount of people, but it's not going to be, like, fucking trampling over and people dying and shit. Mm-hmm. They don't, And they're not fucking going to Walmart and being like that either anymore. It, like... Black Friday is still like people love the deals and everything, but with the rise of online and people just do it online anyway, uh, it's not like people are rushing. Some stores don't even do Thursday night anymore. Yeah. Well, so,
1: like, I work at the mall out here, guys, in Pennsylvania, and I'll tell you right now, my mouth's closed.
0: So the, it's not as relevant as it was maybe five, ten years ago, but it's still, it still makes sense to have that be the crux of everything. Uh, do you have anything more on this? I thought it was really good. I
1: thought it was really good. Uh, I think I said everything I needed to say about it, honestly.
0: Me too. All the performances I thought were very well done. I liked the story. I like the kills. I thought John Carver as a whole is a good villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you want to do next week? You want to do The Nun and The Nun 2? Uh, yeah,
1: let's plan for that.
0: Okay. We'll plan for that. If it changes, we'll let everybody know in the TikTok. But give everybody a big hooty-hoo, Mindy. And we'll see everybody next week on the Stabcast.
1: All right. Bye, guys.